At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. Welcome to the final episode of 2021 on the Brand Mary Podcast. It's so exciting. I was actually thinking about this this morning as I was getting ready that at the beginning of this year, 2021, I had no intention of launching this podcast, like zero. <laughs> I was like, no way. I was launching the YouTube channel, which we did all year. Um, for those of you that don't already know, I have a, another podcast that is going to be more seasonal next year, um, little mini-sode type of things for like six sessions in the summer. It's called the Beautiful Climb Podcast. It's more of a personal development podcast than a business podcast. So I, that was my intention was just to you know work on those two pieces. And then around mid-year, I was like, I have so much to say about marketing and branding, so much. And I don't want to create more YouTube videos because they're a lot of work. So why don't we launch a podcast? And honestly, I love it. Like, I love having this podcast. It's such a fun way for me to repurpose old pieces of content that many of you might not have seen. You know, just another reminder that we have to continuously put our content out in various forms so our audience can actually consume it. But to also create episodes like this on new topics and new things that will help you build your sustainable business. And we're closing out the year. We're closing out 2021. This is the 29th episode for the year. Pretty exciting. And I don't know about you, but my brain has been thinking about 2022 since like October 31st. <laughs> I don't know what it is about November and December for me, but I'm like, what are we going to do next year? And... A couple weeks ago, we hosted our first all-day virtual planning event for my program, Brand Mary Academy. For those of you that don't know, Brand Mary Academy is a marketing membership that supports you in building a sustainable business through sustainable marketing practices. So not relying on social media, but thinking of things like SEO, Pinterest, video marketing, advancing your email marketing, advertising, all those different things. And uh, we hosted this all-day event, and it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. It, it was like more than I think any of us on the team could have hoped for. The takeaways were huge. The breakthroughs were huge. We keep getting emails, posts in our group, uh, just how powerful it was. And one of the things that um, I talk about, we, we, so let me back up actually. On the event, we brought in our team. We have um, a support team of four, including myself, right now in the academy to support members. We've got a high-performance habits coach. We've got a mindset mentor. We've got a tech guru, Delena, the operations manager here, and then myself, the lead strategist. And um, we all get to support the community in different ways. So when we were planning this all-day event, we really wanted to kind of create a well-rounded approach to planning and implementing, you know, their actions in the new year. So we had a session all about the visionary. What do you what are you really working towards? What's the mission behind your business? Where do you see yourself in 5 years? The business being the avenue to get there. We had an incredible session with Ash on high performance habits and doing a life audit. You know, how are you actually doing outside of your business? 
are you playing? Are you sleeping? How are your relationships? How is your, you know, self-care, your fitness, your wellness? And really assessing where you, you know, everyone was and and the areas in which they wanted to improve in the year to come. We also, everyone just dropped like golden nuggets. Like we all attended as as a team. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. I've never heard that before. It's so fun to get to learn from one another. And then Delina and I did a whole systems and tech uh, Q&A because y'all are business owners and systems and tech can be really overwhelming for a lot of entrepreneurs. Luckily, Delina and I, not that we don't get overwhelmed, but this is kind of something that we excel at. And so we love supporting members in the academy with, you know, streamlining their systems, creating more sustainable practices, automations, different things like that. And then we closed it out with a two-hour, yes, two-hour planning session with yours truly. And I've done these planning sessions before. I've been planning the same way in my business for many years. It seems to be working really well for me. We had an incredible year this year um, in business. And... I knew I wanted to do that again and share this information again, but there was also another approach that I wanted to take with, again, talking about this idea of sustainability. How do we not only grow our businesses, but how do we do it in a way that is sustainable, meaning we're not working ourselves into the ground. We're not getting exhausted. We're finding opportunities for play. We're making sleep a priority. We're taking time for relationships and friendships and all of those different things. And then also the sustainability in our business as well. So that was kind of, just to give you an overview, that was that was where what I'm going to share with you today really came from. And as I was planning this out, before I even got into the whole idea of, okay, choose your revenue and then reverse engineer and what do you want to make every quarter and so on and so forth, I shared five must-haves for a successful year And I want to share those with you today. So that's what this entire episode is about. The five things that we often neglect as entrepreneurs and business owners when we're thinking about our goals. But these five things are essential in actually achieving those goals. Now, next week, I'm really excited because next week's episode, I'm going to be sharing a recap of my 2021. This has been the most fun, exciting challenging, (laughs) um, and sustainable year in business. Being able to travel so much this year, three months in Europe and all of that has taught me a lot about how I want to grow my business and the different things I want to carry into the new year and the things I want to leave behind. So I hope that you'll tune in next week on Thursday where I'm going to share a 2021 recap for you. Get ready for that. I have, I'm just going to (laughs) talk. Good luck. Because uh, if I write notes for that, if I write notes for that, then I'm just going to like, I'll filter myself. I don't want to filter myself. I just want to go all in, which is why I love the podcast. But today, today I'm getting ahead of myself because that's my mindset right now. Like 2022, 2022. Today, I want to share with you five must-haves for a successful year in life and business. And a quick reminder to you before I jump into those five tips My signature program, You Branded, which you've heard me talk about a lot on this podcast, maybe you've also been interested in that program before, is going away forever. Moving forward, there will be no course available just on branding. The only way that you will be able to get branding work and branding support will be inside of Brand Mary Academy. So what does that mean for you? 
you have two days. You have two days to take advantage of the You Branded Last Chance Sale. You can go to youbrandedcourse.com. It's Y-O-U brandedcourse.com. And you can take advantage of getting in on You Branded for the final time. This is a self-study course. It does not come with any support, but we have had over 500, I think close to 500 people go through this program and go from no brand to having a brand. Some of them in as little as two weeks, some getting clients as quickly as two to three weeks because of the shifts in their messaging. So much of what I teach on branding is focused on the fundamental pieces. Who is your ideal customer? How are you going to communicate with them? How are you going to share your story? What is your brand voice? And yes, of course, you will also get teachings on your aesthetics, choosing you know your colors, your fonts, your logos, photography, different things like that. But that's like the cherry on top. What you are learning inside of my method will support you in everything that you're doing in your business moving forward. So if you've been eyeing you branded, if you know you need to get your brand solid in the new year so that you can market like crazy and sell like crazy and and hit those end of the year goals, this is your final opportunity to grab you branded right now. Okay. With that being said, let's talk about our five must-haves for a successful year. The very first one is space. So it's really important that, and and again, we're talking about this all in relation to your business, but all of this can be applied to any goal that you have. When it comes to space, it's important to have a dedicated space to work towards your goals. This is something that James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, a book that I highly recommend. I feel like I talk about it all the time. Um, Y'all might be sick of it, but I don't care. It's like one of the best books. It's life-changing. He talks about this all the time of saying, you know, you really need to have a dedicated space for what you are intending to do. Because if you're not supporting yourself with the space, then you're not going to do it. So he uses the example a lot when it comes to working out. Get workout equipment in your home or make the decision to go to a gym. If you make the decision to go to a gym, go sign up for your membership, right? Sign up for classes. If you decide that the space is going to be in your home, get your equipment, set it up, have a dedicated space for that. Now, that's not to say you need like a completely separate room. I am in my office right now. I'm looking at my Peloton. This is kind of my space. I have my Peloton in here. You know, I've got my weights. I got those different things. So it's not about like you need to like upgrade your house and get a separate room for all of this stuff, but you have a dedicated area. When it comes to running your business, you need a dedicated space to step into that business owner mindset. This is one of the reasons this whole like stepping into, stepping out of is one of the things that I have kind of fine-tuned in my day-to-day flow. So many of you know that I believe that one of the best ways to increase productivity is getting dressed every single day, specifically putting on pants that are not yoga pants or sweatpants. I've tested this, y'all. I've tested it. If I wear sweatpants because I'm feeling a little, oh, in the morning and I'm like, well, I'll just wear sweatpants. I'll still get ready. I feel, oh, the whole entire day. (laughs) When I put pants on and your girl's in jeans, I'm not talking like trousers and slacks and like chinos. I'm in jeans, jeans with giant holes in them. Okay. I'm still very comfortable. 
Buy up a size. That's what I like to do. So then you can just kind of sit comfortably in your chair. But when you do this, what you're doing is you're mentally switching into work mode. Okay? Same goes with your space. Having a space where you sit on your laptop or your computer or a dedicated space where you create your product, whatever that is, you're switching into that mindset. Now, flipping that around, it is also a fantastic way to step away from work. So at the end of the day, I, ha- I go and I change. Just like I would if I was coming home from work, working in a nine to five office, I go and I change. I have like these like sweat suits that I wear in the wintertime. And I go, I change, I like take my makeup off, I put my hair up, and suddenly I don't really think about work. Like, I'm ready to, like, play Avengers with Cal. We make dinner, have some dance party. Like, it's a switch. And so at that time, I also organize my desk, close my computer, and walk out of my office. I have that dedicated space. When I lived in the trailer, we didn't have rooms (laughs) with doors besides the bathroom, but I had a desk. And I would take my calls from my desk or... I'd work outside and I'd take my laptop and I'd put a tablecloth on the table that we had outside and I'd sit outside. The more that you can have these dedicated spaces to actually go all in on your goals, the more efficient you will be. So take the time to set up your space. James Clear, James Clear also talks about this, someone who maybe wants to journal, right? You want to journal every single day. But you're journaling on the couch, the same place that you sit and you watch TV and you lounge and you drink a glass of wine. Just put a chair in the room. That is the journal chair. That's where you go every single day. It's all about putting these pieces in place um, and, and starting to reframe your mind. So have a dedicated space for you to be working towards your goals. Since we're talking about business right now, have a dedicated space to be working on your business. The second piece is your environment. Now, space could be considered your environment, but what I'm talking about in regards to your environment is are the people and the things that you surround yourself with. With people, we'll talk about people first. With people, it's incredibly important that you are surrounding yourself with people who lift you up, who inspire you in different ways, maybe not business related. And if they don't understand what the hell you're doing with your business, they're supportive of it. Now, I have a caveat here. We cannot assume that the people in our lives know exactly what we're doing and our goals and why we need uninterrupted time for three hours to write a blog post or why we need this new camera, like whatever it is. If they're not entrepreneurs themselves, they probably have zero idea what you're doing. So it is your job, my friend, yes, your job to have conversations with them. If you have a partner, have a conversation with them about your goals for the year ahead, how you are excited about it. About it. Get them as excited as you are. Get them on your level. So that way when you ask for their support, when you need a boundary, you need to close a door, different things like that. You need help. If you got kiddos, you need help with kids because you're working on a deadline for work. They get it. They understand. We often assume that our partners 
will just be like, yes, of course, whatever it is you need, right? We have to ask for that. We have to tell them. We have to get them on the same page. Same goes with our friends. Don't be afraid to tell your friends what you're doing. Now, they might not want to have every single conversation about entrepreneurship and hear every single thing that you're doing. Guess what? That's actually a good thing because you need separate time where you're not talking about your business every freaking second of every single day. You need that friend time where you're talking about random crap like a TV show, you know? But it is incredibly important to have them included in this journey so that you, they ask you, right? Like, oh, how is business? Or, oh, I, I know that you are working towards this. How is that going? And you can obviously reciprocate as well. But this whole world of building your business, small business entrepreneurship is very foreign to so many people. And we cannot assume that they understand what we're doing or why we are doing it. And so the people that you surround yourself with, it is important to bring them along on this journey. Have these conversations. Be conscious of the people in your life as you step into this new year. I can't remember for the life of me, and I should have looked this up, um, but it's it, there's someone who does like a friend audit. I think I heard this on Brené Brown's podcast before. And it's legit, like auditing people in your life who, and like, how do they contribute to your life? How well do they contribute to your life? And if they're not really contributing to your life and you haven't had a conversation about how they can support you and how you can support them, do they need to be there? What's the point? Now, that might sound a little harsh for some of you, especially if relationships are one of your strengths. I'll be honest with you. They're not one of mine. I've taken the strength finder test. Not my strong suit. <laughs> so it's a lot easier for me to be like, yeah, this isn't working. <laughs> Bye. But you get what I'm trying to say. Be conscious of the energy you are surrounding yourself with. And that includes the people in your life. But do not assume, if you haven't had a conversation with them, that they aren't willing to be supportive. Have the conversation first, then see what happens. And then in relation to your environment, that also goes with um, your home, right? You know, we talked about a specific space to work towards your goals, business-related, but within that space, within your home, your environment matters. If your environment feels cluttered as fuck, your brain is going to feel cluttered as fuck. If your calendar, if your schedule feels unorganized and nobody really knows what anyone's doing and you're trying to juggle a bunch of different things, guess what? Your business schedule is going to feel unorganized. If every time you walk into your kitchen, you're like, oh, oh my gosh, this house, what? And guess what? You're going to carry that energy into your business. One of the things that I love to do is organize shit <laughs> as we head into the new year. And my husband and I are fortunate in this way because in 2019, we sold our home. We had you know, a home full of stuff, full of furniture, full of all the things. We sold our home, gave away most of our stuff, 90% of our stuff, and moved into a trailer. That's carried into our apartment now where we we have an apartment now that we travel out of. I mean, besides like my Peloton and all of the damn plants that I have, I'm looking at like six right now, we haven't added much. <laughs> and so we don't have a lot of clutter. So it's a little bit easier for us to kind of organize, quick organization every year. You might need a freaking overhaul. 
get yourself some Marie Kondo, watch the movie, watch the documentary, and ask yourself, does this bring me joy and get to work? Because the environment will play a role in your success this year. Just took a drink of my Starbies real quick. One of the things that I love to do, if you feel like your home is already, you know, feels good, it, it lights you up, it inspires you. I love to deep dive into closets, like organized closets, all those different things, because it's amazing. If I'm like kind of in a in-between mood and I open a cabinet and then I'm like, oh gosh, this thing is a freaking mess. Then I'm like, oh gosh, everything in my life is a mess. <laughs> it's like this ripple effect. Start to pay attention how you respond to your environment. Really, really heighten your awareness and see the areas where you could maybe shift it. Do you need some plants? Have you been wanting some plants in your life? You need to paint the walls? Do you want, you know, inspiring post-its on a bulletin board? What are those things that would motivate you when you are in your space and your environment? Okay, I could talk about this all day, but we shall move on. The third one is rest. Do not underestimate the power of rest. Another book that has changed my life that is a fantastic book to read is called Essentialism by Greg McKeon. I didn't realize that I was an essentialist. I hadn't really heard this term before. I feel like essentialism and minimalism kind of fit hand in hand, whereas minimalism, we initially think of it as like stuff and essentialism is like the other stuff, the stuff in your brain and then the stuff in your schedule. So I didn't realize that this was true for me personally. And then I read the book this year and I was like, whoa, this is totally me. And now I know how to take it to the next level. And one of the things that he talks a lot about that really resonated with me was this idea that we glorify busyness, that we glorify, you know, having a jam-packed schedule and being tired and being exhausted. And I know I used to do this too. It always felt like a contest with my friends. Like who's more tired? Who has the busiest schedule? I will gladly lose that battle any day now. My schedule, besides my work schedule, is like I only do things that I love. And I only really do things that I love in my business now because I've been fine-tuning it over the years. My husband always jokes, I don't mess around with sleep. I get eight hours minimum of sleep every single night. And yes, I have a child, right? And that wasn't always the case. He's a little older. He's six now, which is so insane. Like... I just, that's a whole nother podcast for, that's a whole nother day. But sleep is a priority because if you are sleep, if you have slept, if you are well rested, that will mirror itself in your everyday life. And guess what, my friends? That will mirror itself in your business. You are not more productive because you don't get sleep. You're just getting closer to burnout. Sleep. Please sleep. Figure out what that routine might look like for you. Do you need to go to bed at a certain time? I mean, I feel like an annoying mother right now, but you know, here, I'll give you a behind the scenes look. I do not have a bedtime because I'm a night owl. My family, we're all night owls. My son's a night owl. Like we can stay up till like midnight, one o'clock. It will not bother us. But if I stay up till 1 a.m., I'm going to sleep till like nine. <laughs> I have the flexibility to do that. I've created my own business. This year, I decided I wasn't working before 10 a.m. I can do that. If I can't do that, if I have a call in the morning or I have an appointment in the morning, 
then I'll go to bed earlier. So it's not that you have to have this rigid go to bed at seven. If that works for you, do that. I'm just sharing an example of like, I still get eight hours of sleep and I'm not crazy rigid with when I go to sleep and when I wake up. Naturally, I typically wake up around seven and start my day and have my routine in the morning. And another thing that I'll say about rest not related to sleep is just downtime. And this is something that I have struggled with for a very, very long time. Um, My husband often jokes that like I can't just sit still. It's true. It's very true. I have to it's kind of forced myself to do it. And that's why meditation is really helpful. I've been meditating quite regularly the last month or two because I'm really wanting to bring like an elevated, uh, you know, awareness of rest into the new year. And so I'm like, okay, (laughs) we got focus, Michelle. This is a goal for you. Let's make it happen. But, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to not do anything today on like a Sunday. And then I'll like clean the kitchen. I think I did this like two weeks ago. I was like, I'm not going to do anything this weekend. And I like washed all the stuffed animals and changed the sheets and sewed a bunch of stuff that I wanted to sew and clean something else out. My husband's like, is this not doing anything? Because it doesn't look like it. I was like, well, what it was is it was a break. It was rest from work. And that's what it was. My brain, I was doing things that didn't require my brain to do anything. It was more of like routine stuff or just like tedious stuff. That is considered rest. That is something that you can do. And then I watched movies and I hung out and I ate yummy food. Like whatever that looks like for you, yes, sleep is a priority, but rest doesn't mean just sitting on your ass and not doing anything. That's fine if that's what you need. I struggle with that. So rest looks different for me. We need to stop like categorizing what each of these things look like because it's going to be different for each of us. But make time for rest. And that includes in your schedule, your work schedule. So one of the things that I did this year, and I'm going to talk more about this on a future podcast, so I'm not going to talk too much, is I took uh, one week off every quarter where I stepped away from my business. Um, I had an away message up in my email. I didn't speak with my clients. I let them know ahead of time. They knew it was coming. It happened every quarter. It was one of the best things that I did this year. And now my strategy clients that I work with, my... um, My brand new one-on-one package, which includes a year of strategic support with quarterly planning and quarterly sessions, I have told each of my clients to pick the day on their schedule for each quarter, the week, when they will be taking off. It's life-transforming. You don't have to wait till the end of the year to take those two weeks off. Do it throughout the year. That is an example of rest. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. But make sleep a priority, please, in the new year. And then find ways to create this balance by taking time off, time for yourself. Okay, moving on to number four, play. Oh my gosh, this was something else that was an intention that I set this year that I don't think I realized how it would actually help my business. We moved into our apartment after last year at the end of 2020 because we had been traveling in an RV for two years, which was always the intention. We never really saw ourselves doing it permanently. We wanted to see the U.S. We wanted to get out of our house. We wanted to strip things away. And so this is what we did. We all know what happened in 2020. Made it a little difficult to travel. 
And my husband also was um, pretty sick at the end of last year. He is a million times better now. Maybe one day I'll get him to talk about that (laughs) on a podcast. But we were going through a lot of different things and stability was really important for him, for his health, for my business. And so uh, we got this apartment. And the apartment that I'm in right now is not an apartment like we've ever lived in before. It felt fucking fancy when we walked in. We were like, oh my gosh, look at those windows. Oh my gosh, look at these finishes. You know, like we, our first apartment was in Chicago. I think it was like maybe 700 square foot. It might, actually, I think it was even less than that. It was tiny. Our room like fit our bed. And so this felt like something that we would, we would never thought we'd live in an apartment again. And then we never thought we would live in an apartment like this. And we kept saying, we're like, man, this feels like fun. It feels like play. Like, let's just play. Let's just have fun this year. Let's make that our top priority. And that we started then doing that with our place that we were living in. And then we started doing that with our trips. We started taking like smaller trips. Like we went to St. Croix kind of last minute. We booked a Disney trip last minute to take our son. Like everything just started feeling very playful. And I realized that it was making like my work so much more exciting. Because I was taking this time to just like be a kid and make these spontaneous decisions and play and spontaneous something that's very hard for me. So it was, it was a challenge. But the whole point is that building a business is not easy, right? And sustaining that business and growing it, it's not easy. But you'll find that you're more creative and you're more inspired when you have time for play, when you make play a priority. Again, having a packed schedule with work, I used air quotes and then said it really funny, with work and commitments that aren't play is not getting you closer to achieving your goals. It's getting you closer to burnout. This is what I keep saying. Everyone I talk to is like, I want to avoid burnout. I want to avoid burnout. I, I have been in burnout before. I've had this, you know, I've said this before, say it again. I've run my business for almost six years now. I have not experienced burnout and I feel really grateful for that, but the reason for that is because of the things that I'm telling you right now. Make play a priority. How can you play? Does that look like dance parties with your family? We love, we have a record player, and so we have like a bunch of records, and we love to turn on records and listen to those, but our son's into like, you know, newer music right now. He still loves the classics, but he definitely wants to listen to different types of music. And uh, so we have, you know, one of those echo things and we just like have it play music while we're making dinner and we dance. Do you love to cook, but you don't make cooking a priority? I love cooking. I love food. I love good food. This is why we travel, because of the food. Are you making time to do that? Maybe you don't like either of those things and that's fine too, but... You know, are you like taking walks? Are you going out to happy hour? Are you, what else could be play for you? For me, working out is both playful and meditative. I love it. Maybe that's something for you. And it's like a triple whammy because I'm also improving my wellness. It's great. (laughs) It's like it checks all the boxes. I feel very fortunate in the play area because I do have a, a son. And so I was talking to a client about this the other day. I will step out of my office and my door is not closed the whole entire day. My son will come in here, you know, frequently. Sometimes he'll work on the floor next to me, you know, doing some of his schooling stuff. Like we have a very like flowy kind of schedule. But when I walk out of the office and he sees me change into my sweatpants, he's like, 
oh my gosh, let me tell you about this Avengers. And so it goes straight into play because we're talking about Avengers, we're talking about make-believe, we're talking about Harry Potter, we're pretending to be characters. And for a a long time, I kind of fought that because I was like, oh my gosh, I just need to relax. I don't want to talk about any of this stuff. But now I'm like, whoa, this is so great because I'm just switching into a playful mood, which is going to impact my whole night rather than feeling like sluggish and tired. So if you do have kiddos, maybe that's a reframe that you can take. Like those are definitely playful moments. And don't get me wrong. Some days I'm like, please leave me alone. I'm going to take a bath. (laughs) Okay. So I'm not saying that I'm perfect and I'm not saying that I'm happy every single second um, that I'm talking about these things. But it's kind of forced upon me. And I think more of us need to have play forced upon us so we actually do it. Otherwise, we won't do it. You know what I'm saying? So make play a priority. Think about how you can incorporate maybe play and rest. Maybe think of the things that you've been wanting to do. Maybe you want to start rock climbing. Maybe you want to take a pottery class. I know that's on my list. I want to learn how to make things with my hands. This is a side note, but I love like dirt in my hands. It's like incredibly grounding. I mean, that that is also something that's incredibly important that I didn't talk about, but grounding practices. Play can be grounding. Rest can be grounding. You can also find um, there's actu- the actual practice of grounding is like being in connection with the earth. So something that I used to do when we lived in our house is I used to, on coaching days where I would coach like three or four clients in a day, in between, I would have, you know, a 15 to 30 minute break and I would go outside and I would walk barefoot in the grass. We have a little AstroTurf thing on our patio so I can at least feel something on my feet um, because I love being barefoot. It's like so grounding for me. Plants obviously do this, hands in dirt, clay, you know, like different things like that. So maybe that gave you some ideas. But make play a priority. And if you have to put it on your schedule, guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. I wish we would stop. I'm not about packing your schedule with a bunch of crap that you don't actually want to do, that doesn't bring you joy, that doesn't move you closer to your main goals, your priorities. But I'm not opposed to having a full schedule. If you find that you don't go to bed, put sleep on your calendar. If you find that you're not making time for play, Schedule it in your calendar. Ash taught us, our habits coach, taught us something inside of the academy that I loved. I don't know how I haven't done this before, but I'm going to. And it was color coding your calendar based on your types of, you know, um, uh, not commitments, but the different things that you need in your life. So color coding something as rest, color coding your wellness things, color coding work, color coding friends, relationships, play. So you can see when you look at your calendar, Am I heavy in one area and not honoring another area? Which I think is just so cool and I'm going to be doing that in the new year. And that brings us to number five. Number five is behavior. And this one's all about you, boo. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So one of the things that I often say about running a business, starting a business, scaling business, continuing to grow a business, all those different things, is that who you were before, the things that you did before, might not have space in your new vision. I'm a big fan of vision work. Uh, You know, constantly thinking about who do I want to be? What is the life that we want to create? Really feeling into that and then reverse engineering. 
And I think one of the the things that's so hard for a lot of people, myself included in the beginning, is making these choices, these these things that we might initially perceive as sacrifices to get us closer to our goals. And I think that this idea of that it's like a sacrifice comes from just society (laughs) being like, well, these are the things that you're supposed to do. And if you're not doing those things, then you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and blah, 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 right? Or it's a routine that you've created or a habit that you've created that no longer is going to serve you as you step into your new vision, as you step into your new identity and needs to be left behind. That can be really hard to do, especially if it's something that you perceive as bringing you joy. I'll give you an example. Well, actually, let me share this quote with you first. This is a quote from Essentialism. It's by Michael Porter, and he said, Strategy is about making choices, trade-offs. It's about deliberately choosing to be different. And sometimes it's not easy. There's a lot of very heavy choices that come with this, but let's talk about a lighter one, shall we? Let's talk about Netflix. (laughs) So I've talked about this before, but when I was growing my business, I obviously had a newborn son. I was working a nine to five at the time and I was wanting to grow this business so I could leave my nine to five. And I was also a sitcom junkie. I would watch Netflix with my husband any opportunity we got. And then he worked a really funky schedule because he was in retail. And so when he wasn't home, I would just watch like all my sitcom sitcoms. Um, there were a lot of them <laughs> and like drama shows. And like I watched a lot of TV. Okay. When I started jumping into my business and there was a lot of hesitation at first, but I kept complaining about how I didn't have any time and I didn't have any motivation to work on some stuff, but I knew that I wanted to leave my job. Like I knew it. I knew I wanted to leave my job. I knew I wanted to build a six-figure business. That was very clear to me from the beginning. So I started to think about the things that didn't necessarily contribute to that vision at this season of my life. And one of those things was my TV shows. And so I stopped watching them, all of them. Oh my gosh, I stopped watching all of them. Um, And I stopped watching Netflix except for like a show a week with my husband or a movie on the weekends. And he didn't really like it at first. It wasn't his favorite. (laughs) But eventually he started to see that I was using my time a little bit more efficiently based on that season of life. And that was, again, a choice that I made based on the vision that I saw for myself and for my family moving forward. It never felt like a sacrifice because I made that choice because I could clearly see what I was working towards. And that's what this is all about. It's making choices based on your identity and the goals that you're working toward. It's not a sacrifice. It's a choice, which is why you need to so beautifully see where you're going because it makes it that much easier. And I think the other thing is that you don't, it's not permanent. Like I feel like we, Like, I guess if you were like, oh, wow, I actually don't ever want to watch shows again. That's fine. You don't ever have to. Now, because of where my business is at and because my husband is home and we got to that place that I kept envisioning, we're there now. We're working towards another level that looks different. Now I watch TV at night all the time and on the weekends. I love it. I love it. But there were years where I didn't. And you're going to have to choose how you, you're going to have to choose your new behavior. The things that you're doing, how you're acting, what you're saying to yourself, and really think about the end goal, the vision. Now, maybe imagining the end of 2022 is not enough for you. Maybe you're like, well, that's just one year. I challenge you to think about your life in five years. 
not only think about it, but see it and feel it and start to assess the things that you are doing and really ask yourself, is that getting me closer to where I ultimately want to be? This is the hardest one. You can go buy a freaking desk. You can clean out your closets. You can go to bed early. You can put play on your schedule. But this shit right here is hard. But it's so worth it. And if you commit to doing this in 2022, I know that you will move the needle forward. I have seen it time and time again. Be gentle with yourself through the process. You're reprogramming your thoughts. You're redoing your habits. You're recreating routines. It's not going to happen overnight. But as James Clear says, it's all about that 1% change every single day. Well, there you have it, friends. Five must-haves for a successful year that don't have anything to do with writing down your goals. (laughs) (laughs) although incredibly important. And I hope that the recent episode on setting intentions really helped you do that. So now we're backing it up with these five things as we close out 2021. I just wanted to take a moment to thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I've loved having this avenue to talk about life and business. It feels very different than a YouTube video that, you know, is maybe like eight minutes long or something like that. It feels more personal for me. So I thank you for listening. I'm excited about what is to come next year. As a reminder, we have another new episode coming next week where I'm going to be sharing a 2021 recap. What happened in business? What happened in life? What worked? What did not work? There was a lot. (laughs) What lessons did I learn? And what are we ultimately celebrating and looking forward to as we continue to grow Brand Mary in the new year? As a reminder for you, if one of your goals, as it should be, is to set a solid brand foundation so you can continue to market and grow your business with ease, this is your final chance to get you branded before it is gone forever. If you already have you branded, of course you will retain access to you branded. Nothing about your access to the course is changing um, aside from the group, which will be going away, as we've mentioned, to y'all. So don't freak out. I don't want to get a bunch of emails that say, oh my gosh, are you taking away my course? No, I'm not. We just are not allowing anyone new to purchase. So if you've been thinking about it, head to youbrandedcourse.com and get your pause on the course before it disappears on the second. I hope you have an amazing end to your 2021 and a freaking phenomenal kickoff to 2022. I will see you on all the socials, on the Instagram, in the emails, all the things as we continue to support you in growing your business in the new year. Thank you again for being here and um, congratulations on what you've accomplished this year. Talk to you soon. Bye.